Chapter Ten of Blessed Edmund Campion. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elaine Conway, England. Blessed Edmund Campion by Louise Imogen Gwynney. Chapter Ten: Many Labors and a Book, fifteen eighty campion passed four months of pleasant weather in hard and happy work moving about northamptonshire berkshire oxfordshire some lovely little spiritual adventure starred his path and the paths of others wherever he went he must have seen more than once from some hilly road afar off even if he never entered it the towery city branchy between towers which was so dear to him to the last in october of this year fifteen eighty he was bidden towards london as far as uxbridge farther he could hardly come without the gravest peril as the privy council were just issuing their third warrant for the capture of jesuits there he was joined by father parsons and several other missionaries a conference was held it was represented that norfolk and lancashire were eager to claim father campion's ministrations and it was decided that he was to go to lancashire preferable as being not only farther from london and also more affected to the catholic religion but as having better private libraries for they were now urging campion to write again this time something on the burning questions of the day aimed particularly at the universities where his challenge was still the staple of daily talk and therefore to be written in latin we are not so sure nowadays that controversy does much good but one reason for that may be that we have few campions to carry it on it is well to remember that people then read nothing else except poetry campion's work was his famous decem rationes proposite in causa fidei or as the title is given in its only modern translation eighteen twenty seven ten reasons for renouncing the protestant and embracing the catholic religion at first the author was for calling his thesis heresy and despair de heresy desperata his counsellors agreed amid laughter that it would be odd indeed to nail such a title as that to the mast when heresy was so wonderful and flourishing but according to campion's own philosophy there was no life in an argument whose only premises as he once said are curses starvation and the rack here we come back at once to his root principle which modern research so fully justifies in regard to the england of his own day a gentleman saint who uttered many an ironic but never a contemptuous word campion could not be persuaded that the received religion was a genuine thing he believed that temporal interest alone led people to conform to the new alterations and restrictions that the lay statesmen who were pushing things through were concerned not with doctrine but only with negations of doctrine and that on the other side nothing was so promising 
nothing so gloriously fruitful as persecutions and martyrdoms first and last he had a strong dash of optimism in this spirit he began his last treatise writing it as best he could depending on his memory and on such books as country squires might have in their houses and putting it together in among the almost incessant journeys duties fatigues and alarms of the next few weeks the two jesuit friends parted at axbridge with a tenderness of heart which in such a case and so dangerous a time may be imagined gervase pierpont conveyed campion into nottinghamshire to spend christmas at thoresby his home thence into derbyshire where one of the young tempests succeeded as guide and the gentleman who directed the yorkshire part of the journey reached in safety the house of his own brother-in-law mr william harrington of mount st john near thirsk where the father was received with open arms here he settled down for less than a fortnight at his desk among his notebooks at peace but to have him in the house at all was to risk the contagion of the things of god the eldest of the large family a wild boy his father's namesake was quick to feel the spell of this most attractive guest not only his eloquence and fire says father henry moore of campion but a certain hidden infused power made his words strike home some of these simple words of every day struck home to the young william harrington so that fourteen years afterwards he found the palm branch of martyrdom growing green and fair for him on the public execution ground at this very time of campion's visit the lent of fifteen eighty one there was another lad of fourteen or fifteen john pibbush running about the streets of thirsk his native village who may have gone to confession to the strange priest at the manor and wondered at him and knowing that he too was sealed as a future holocaust in the same immortal cause from mount st john where he must have tasted much natural happiness campion travelled into lancashire under the protection of a former pupil and his wife there he was affectionately welcomed and cared for in each of eight great houses where himself and his spiritual conferences were still a glowing tradition sixty or seventy years afterwards he had to live think write in a crowd the local gentry drove from great distances and slept in barns only to hear and see him once at blaine's cough hall the seat of the worthingtons the pursuivants would have discovered them where he was walking in the open air had it not been for the cleverness and splendid presence of mind of a faithful maid-servant standing hard by she ran up against him in a pretended fit of temper and shoved him into a shallow pond the pursuivants sent out by the terrible huntington president of the north to apprehend a distinguished cleric and scholar naturally never gave that mud-covered yokel a second glance father campion would have learned by now the fate of most of the enthusiastic band who had travelled in his company from rome or rheims to england during the preceding summer five priests including the lovable gay-hearted sherwin were languishing in cells and on the rack father parsons though hunted was free following a suggestion of campion's he set up a private printing-press in order that the ten reasons 
and other catholic works of defensive controversy might be issued as they were needed publishing like every other major industry open to the catholics was outlawed devotional and doctrinal books had to be brought out in this whole and corner fashion if at all another of those lay associates of the mission whose devotion and usefulness had been proved at every point came forward to bear the brunt of the new enterprise the young stephen brinkley bachelor of civil law called by parsons a gentleman of high attainments both in literature and in virtue volunteered to become manager and head compositor and amid many dramatic and exciting interruptions carried his task through machinery types paper and the rest were bought with money supplied by the ever helpful george gilbert brinkley himself to avert suspicion had to buy horses for his workmen and to tire them like persons of quality whenever they went abroad he quite knew what he was risking after him still another knight of letters in a far less perilous field offered himself in the person of thomas fitzherbert of swineton then newly married long afterwards a priest and rector of the english college in rome his not undelightful duty was to verify the mass of references and authorities quoted in the margins of campion's manuscript this he did in a scholarly way satisfactory to the scholarly author who believed in research and liked nothing at second hand lastly parsons as campion's superior recalled him to london in april or may to see the little volume through the press and cautioned him to put up only at inns on the way where happily he might pass as the gentleman in the parlour thirty miles or so north of the great city campion had one of his ever-recurring narrow escapes a spy hungry for reward had dogged his steps on his way from york at a certain town not named a little boy who knew campion by sight overheard this man describing the father to a magistrate and calling him jesuit a word the child had never heard he ran straight to the tavern where the jesuit had put up and succeeded in finding him and warning him so the bird was safely on the wing before the fowlers were in sight campion came to westminster and whitefriars and set to work diligently as ever with father robert he had frequent occasion to visit the bellamies of uxenden hall near harrow a family under whose roof his old friend richard bristow had died in the preceding autumn their later adversities and annihilation were only too typical of catholic domestic history under elizabeth going to harrow meant going up the edgeway road and in the mouth of that road between wastelands facing the spot across the street where the marble arch now stands was the famous tyburn gallows this particular one had been put up new for dr story's execution ten years before it had three posts set in a triangle with connecting crossbars at the top once every week without intermission batches of criminals perished there even now and with far greater frequency afterwards holy and innocent men and women made up a large proportion of the criminals and remembering these dear souls and conscious that there was to follow them in confession of the king of martyrs campion would always solemnly take off his hat and pause in passing to salute tyburn tree meanwhile in the quiet and seclusion of dame cecily stoner's park near henley and in the attics which he bravely set apart for the purpose the decem rationes 
got itself safely printed by stephen brinkley and his seven honest men campion with fine bravado dated it from cosmopolis and the distribution of it was as audacious as the dating the first copies bound about four hundred in number were hurriedly stabbed instead of stitched in time to go up for oxford commemoration june twenty seventh of that year the church of st mary the virgin was then used for all the acts the accommodation of which a century later the sheldonian theatre was built when the company entered st mary's the benches were found littered with the seditious books their dedication was to the studious collegians flourishing at oxford and cambridge and the youths in question were just in the humour to read them and read to them they did then and there instead of attending to the important annual function going on this rudeness bred protest and protest bred a lively scene to understand it we must recall that the undergraduate element was then by comparison the conservative element heads of houses fellows and tutors learned and popular men had been removed wholesale by the elizabethan settlement of religion in favour of new men concisely described as extremists from geneva intellectually inferior to those who had been displaced and representing a different spirit and different traditions the student body looked on them with scorn again to quote another chief authority on this subject the young oxonians did not bear easily the elizabethan drill and felt that if their liberty must be crushed they would fain have it crushed by something more venerable than the mushroom authority of the ministers of the queen they were as tinder and campion's book was just the sort of spark to set them in a blaze the excited government told off relays of clergymen to court-martial and shoot it aylmer bishop of london wished to commission nine deans seven archdeacons and two regius professors of divinity punished the tiny offender but the actual ammunition brought into the field was not quite so imposing as all this the answers were duly published dealing in the most unmeasured personal abuse of campion no attempt was made in any instance to rival either his religious fervour or his literary grace his last labour with his pen made in short a very great and an extremely prolonged stir its fate was a romantic one from start to finish for it was so quickly and thoroughly confiscated that not more than a couple of copies are now known to exist despite the outcry or because of it edition after edition was called for there have been nearly thirty reprints in the original latin and many translations into modern languages inclusive of three beautiful translations into the good english common in sixteen o six sixteen thirty two and sixteen eighty seven one of which should be reissued the ten reasons written under such immense difficulties had all of campion seal and pith and was a model of eloquence elegance and good taste mark antony muret the greatest latinist of the time called it libellum aureum a golden little book writ by the very finger of god campion had gone in his ardent sensitive rhetorical compendious way over the whole ground of the credentials of that church which had had the allegiance of england for more than a thousand years scripture the fathers the councils the evidence of human history are all drawn upon in the best spirit of the new learning the characteristic note of personal appeal to the queen is not lacking here at the end campion's theme is the church and he quotes from the prophet isaiah 
kings shall be thy nursing fathers and queens thy nursing mothers and he names as among the great monarchs his joy it was to further the church in their day saint edward the confessor saint louis of france saint henry of saxony saint wenceslas of bohemia saint stephen of hungary and the rest then he cries out to elizabeth most mighty queen to listen for this prophet is speaking unto thee is teaching thee thy duty i tell thee one heaven cannot gather in calvin and these thine ancestors join thyself therefore to them else shalt thou stand unworthy of that name of thine thy genius thy learning thy fame before all men and thy fortunes to this end do i conspire and will conspire against thee whatever betideth me who am so often menaced with the gallows as a conspirator hostile to thy life all hail thou good cross the day shall come o elizabeth the day that shall make it altogether clear which of the two did love thee best the company of jesus or the brood of luther hardly was the last of the original imprints bound and distributed when the pursuivants in search of what was roughly but significantly enough called massing stuff pounced upon stone apart and caught red-handed there and carried off the two gentlemen john stoner and stephen brinkley and four of the printers one of whom a poor frightened fellow conformed and was let off at once william hartley ordained the year before who had in person strewn the ten reasons over the benches of the university church and made special gifts of copies in various colleges was arrested a little later his fate was not exceptional like that of his comrades just mentioned who were eventually released on bail he suffered at tyburn and his mother heroic as the mother of the maccabees stood by his young body in its butchering and thanked god aloud for her privilege in so giving back to him such a son campion spent st john's day marking the first anniversary of his return to england at lady babington's at twyford in buckinghamshire a house not many miles from stoner on the other bank of the thames he stayed a little while at bledlow also and at winge with the dormers his whole heart bent every moment of the time upon his father's business but his free days were almost done the outcry redoubled now that he had again succeeded in catching public attention fresh and monstrously cruel measures were therefore taken against all papists naught is lacking wrote to aquaviva the tender soul who too well knew himself to be the cause of many sorrows but that to our books written with ink should succeed others daily published and written in blood father parsons prudently ordered him back to the north the two heard each other's confessions and renewal of vows at stoner and said good-bye exchanging hats as a parting gift after the friendly fashion of their time campion was to ride straightway into lancashire to get his manuscript and notes left behind his former companion ralph emerson going with him and he was then to betake himself to the fresh mission field in norfolk as it fell out he soon spurred back after parsons to tell him of a letter that moment received it was from a gentleman named yate then a prisoner for his religion earnestly begging campion to visit life at grange in berkshire the gentleman's own estate hard by where his wife and mother still were together with edward yate and part of a proscribed community of english rickety nuns driven back into england by troubles in the low countries 
father parsons knowing the house to be a conspicuous one and already supplied with chaplains was unwilling to grant the permission but eventually he gave in warning the two others not to tarry beyond one night or one day and as a precaution putting campion under the lay brother's care and obedience parsons parted from him not without a rueful and affectionate word you are too easy-going by far he said his friend and fellow-soldier purposely giving its least heroic name to that intentionally prodigal zeal for souls i know you father edmund if they once get you there you will never break away End of chapter ten